0: Praise the Lord. Welcome again to Faith Restoration Ministries and Shekinah Theological College. Every time we meet, it is indeed a pleasure, not just a pleasure, but it's a blessing because we could be somewhere else. And the song we played a moment ago in our opening was How Great Thou Art. How great thou art. When we think of God's goodness to us in saving us, and even if you are not saved, but you believe in God. You believe that He, there is just one God. And the only way to God is through Jesus Christ. And if you don't know him today, if you have never given your heart to him, now is the hour. For what is going on in the world today, now is the time. Do not put it off any longer. We are going to open up in prayer. Father, I want to thank you again this morning for your wonderful kindnesses, your tender mercies. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you, God, that you have made it possible for us to be here. So many things are happening. We could have even lost our faith because we do not know what is happening in other people's lives. And what we see happening around the world, even in this nation, if we were to take a minuscule of what's going on, indeed, it will touch all of our lives. So we ask that you will bless this morning on the session we need you to Be with us, Lord. We can't do it without you. So, Holy Ghost, I ask for your wisdom. I ask for your anointing. I ask that you lead and guide in everything that shall be said and done. And whomever you will use this morning, we pray, O God, that you will have your way. In Jesus' name. Praise God. This is Faith Restoration and Shekinah. Shekinah is an online and Christian institution preparing men and women to take the Word to the world. We have a program now, introduction to ministry. Maybe you you're a Christian, but you do not really want to go through the long studying period. You just want to get a little taste of what ministry is about. Maybe you're a Sunday school teacher, they still have Sunday school, and or maybe you're just a Bible study teacher, a group, a women's group leader, whatever, or a men's fellowship leader. But you would like to know a little bit more. You want to get a sample of what's going on. We have this program, it is very short. We don't you don't even have to come online. Because as the Lord was leading me, you know, I thank God for the Holy Spirit. We plan, you know, but God is the one who executes. And as as start thinking about it. the Lord was saying that saying to me, you know, that everybody may not want to use this on the evening, may not want to come out, you know, at night, nice, especially not that you're coming up, but to be online, to set up that time. You go to work, you come back, you want to get your dinner ready, your children all right. No. You want to study at your own pace and your own time. So you don't have to be online. And we'll, we will send the work out to you if you so desire. There are only six courses, and they're very short. And at the end, there's no long paper to write. It will be, you'll be getting quizzes and so forth. It's the only time you'll come online. And this will arrange when you, we have the quizzes. So you don't have to worry anymore about having to take it Sunday evenings to come here. What well, to thank the Lord. We have uh, Minister drew here. We have Minister um, Levine. And we thank God for them here. And I'm sure we'll have others who will come in a little later. Today, you know, I thought about this. Even this morning I remember as a little girl in church and I heard other people talking about this woman and I I really didn't know much about her and it's in the book of Esther, you find the longest verse in the Bible and so forth. This is what I knew about Esther and I knew about her um, being held captive, you know, taken from her home. But the story I want to give you this morning is... There are so many people involved. We have Mordecai, we have Haman, we have Esther, we have the king. But in this story, we read of a man, a very evil-minded, wicked man. His name was Haman. He hated the Jews. And one particular Jew he really took a set on was Mordecai, Esther's uncle. And God would have it that while they were taken captives, that... And Mordecai would have a job close enough that he could keep watch on Esther. This morning when I was singing of the song that we should sing this morning, we should listen to this morning, I came on How Great Thou Art. And as you look into this this story and look at your own life, look at the things you thought were meant for evil and how God turned them around for good. Mm -hmm. Esther was held in captivity. Well, she was an exile, put it this way. But she never thought she would ever be the king. Another thought which came to me is that at times we look at our lives and we say, this happened and that happened. But I believe in all of these situations that you find yourself, the good, the bad, the uphill, the mountains, the valleys, the dark days, the bright days, the nights and the day. God, because we belong to God or because he has his eyes on us, everything was orchestrated by God. God knew of this wicked man, Haman. And look, if you think about it, it begins um, in Esther chapter 1, I'm going to give you a synopsis of it, where the king, he was having some kind of self, whatever it was, having a good time, drinking, eating everything with his men and those people around him, and all the pretty ladies and so forth, all the pretty maids. And he called his wife um, Vashti Vashti, to come. He wanted to show her off. She said, no, I'm not going. I'm not going to be paraded by the king in in front of his friends. No. So she refused him. And what she didn't know, and I believe God was in all of this because he saw what was happening, so the king said, okay, leave her alone. But the men said to him, king, are you going to take this from this woman? Are you going to take it? Shut her up. And so she was put away. That was it. That was the end of it. didn't want her anymore. No, and if he didn't want her, no one could have her. So she was shut away. And so they decided, we need to get you a new queen. And so they had all these women prepared. Read the book of Esther. And I'm just giving you a nutshell in a nutshell. And they're all paraded before they dressed. It took a year to have them ready. To have them ready, you know. Um, <laughs> sometimes you're cooking certain things. For instance, if you're getting your meat ready. In this country, they call it marinate. But we talk about seasoning. you season that meat. If you bought a bit of steak, you know, nice thick bit. it steak and you can season it and then you can freeze it when you're ready, all that seasoning seep into it. So it took a year, oh praise God, for these women to be put, um taken care of, prepared, you know, put together the right scent, the whole thing. You read it, read it and you will it will tell you what happened. But the day came when they paraded before the king, and Esther was chosen, so she now became the, king, the queen of Shushan. But her uncle, Uncle Mordecai, he sat at the king's door. Uh, there was this wicked Haman. He he was next to the king, and I was as I was thinking about it yesterday. We could put him in the place of the vice president. Yes, put him in the place of the vice president. Mm-hmm. Yes, because don't listen, he had so much honor. he was next to the king, and oh, praise God, I could feel the honor of the Holy Spirit in here, you know mm-hmm. as he as he he was he was not the satisfied. there are some people who have so much hatred in them that no matter what they have, no matter how far they reach, they still have that in them and refused to accept and be the blessings that were given to him. Haman wanted Mordecai to bow to him but Mordecai knew there was but one God, oh hallelujah hallelujah Exodus 20 tells us serve God only, don't bow down to no other there's but one God, he's the only one you're to bow to but Mordecai refused and as the story went, there was a night when the king would not sleep, could not sleep. Do you think this was just nature? This was God. This was not nature. It wasn't the fact that he could not sleep. This was God. And the fact that he, because see, when God is going to work on your behalf, this is why we must learn to pray about everything. And if you need to fast, fast, because we're coming up to that now. Pray about everything. Put everything before God, and let Him take over. Yeah. And so it was. Haman hated Mordecai, but this night the king could not sleep. <laughs> Praise God! And he took he called for the annals or the 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 tomb of the big books. Of record that were recorded things that happened, and he came across where there was a plot to kill him, and it was Haman—I mean, not Haman—Mordecai who stopped this thing. While the king was pondering, "What shall I do for this man?" By the time you're finished, you'll realize that God indeed orchestrated this thing. By the time he had finished thinking, "No, what am I going to do for this man? How can I reward this man?" How can I say thank you to this man? How can I make him feel proud that for what he did for me, I appreciate it. There was Haman just coming. He said, who is that? Haman, come on, Haman. And he asked Haman, what do you think I should do for the man? I'm not going to look for it, but you read it. The man who did such good things for me saved my life and so forth. Haman started to talk about the things that um, the king should do. Thinking it was for himself. And then when he was finished, the king said, go and do it for Mordecai. Saints of God, oh hallelujah. Right now in this nation, we don't live anywhere else, we live here. Things are happening, plots, collusion, all sorts of things happening. And they're planning and they decide what they're going to do and so forth. Let me say this to you. When Haman went into the king at this time, he was going to the king to get a letter that the king would have written to destroy all the Jews. Let's call it a mandate to destroy all the Jews. And at this time, the king was was reigning over 127 territories. The king had the letter written because Haman said these people would speak of the Jews. They were an offense to him. He didn't worship their God and they didn't worship his God. Let me say here this morning, you're in the workplace. You don't worship their God. They don't worship your God. You're somewhere else. You're even in the Senate. or in the parliament in England or wherever you are but you're different and when you're different people are not going to like you because Jesus said there are only few who walk on the narrow road so when the king wrote the letter and you see with the knees and Persians in those days so long the decree had gone out and the king signed it it could not change so the letter went out to kill all the Jews in all these territories, including those in, um, in Shushan, the palace, where Mordecai and Esther were. Mordecai heard about it, and he sent a letter to Esther. He said, Esther, we need you. Who knows if you are not in the kingdom for such a time as this. Glory, hallelujah. Who knows you're not on this line for such a time as this? Who knows you're not listening to this program for such a time as this? Who knows you're not in your workplace for such a time as this? Who knows you're not there, here or there or it didn't happen on the road for such a time as this? In the supermarket. And Esther said, listen, the king has not called me for a long time. And you know the law. I can't just go up there and decide to go to the king. She can't send me a text. <laughs> she can't send a te- She can't look at the phone and say at twelve o'clock and say, Hello, honey. No, she couldn't do that. There were laws. And even though she was a king, the queen, she had to follow those laws. So it just happened that. Mordecai wrote back to her and said, Listen, you're a Jew they're, they're going to kill all the Jews don't think you're going to be spared and this Esther got very serious now oh praise God and I believe I don't know if you're watching you're listening and you've been seeing over the past years and especially the past year there are Hamans all around everywhere in every aspect in the seat of government you're going to find a Haman. Don't think Haman was just for that century way back when. People are going to hate you because you love the Lord. You might as well accept it. Jesus said, if they hated me first, do you think they're going to love you? The world hated me. So they're going to hate you too. Well, the letters had gone out. Esther was now... Let me borrow my grandmother's terminology, betwixt and between. She didn't know which way to turn. And she said, no, I'm not going to help. Her life is in danger. And the other one, she can't just go up to the king. So guess what she did? Oh, saints of God, guess what you Listen to what she did. She said, listen. She sent back a message to Mordecai. Call all the Jews in the palace. And I will ask my maidens to do the same, to fast for three days. Eat nothing, drink nothing, but fast. I'm talking about the title of this message this morning is obtaining God's favor. You have to prepare yourself. Before Esther could become, before the king chose her, she was prepared for a whole year. And many times we come over a sweaty self, sinny self. And we want God to move mountains for us. Mm-hmm. We need to clean up our acts. We need to humble ourselves before God. Did you know fast is humbling? You're turning down your plate. Mm-hmm. For three days and three nights. And I'm sure fasting went along with prayer. This was something Esther, her beauty. Oh, glory to God. Her beauty had no power to deliver her and her people. It took a direct intervention from God. And right now, this morning, amen, in this nation, we need a direct intervention from God. But we, the people of God, need to humble ourselves before Him to get His favor. Yesterday, we were online, and we, uh, Minister Veena and I, we did... um, we prayed for God to come down because in in Genesis chapter eighteen twenty one it taught where God we said, Listen, the, the the prayers have been coming up to me about Sodom and Gomorrah, but I'm gonna go down myself to find out if what I heard is true. Then another one was it is in Genesis chapter eleven, verse five, with the Tower of Babel, God said, I got to go down to see what these men are doing. And saints of God, my brothers and sisters, we need to cause, ask God to come down. God come down in my city. Come down in my town. Come down here, come down in the mayor's office. Come down in the governor's office. Come down in the White House. Come down in the Senate. Come down into into the Congress. Lord, come down. Mm-hmm. But but saints of God, we have to prepare ourselves. We have to prepare ourselves. And Jesus said in Matthew, Matthew 17, this kind cometh not out, but it's what? Fasting and prayer. And it's time for the church to get down, stop moaning and complaining, and oh, do you see what is happening? Do you hear what happened? What are you doing? Esther heard it. And now we get to Esther chapter 5. Verse 1 says, Now it came to pass on the third day, End of the fast. The end of the fast, saints, that Esther put on her royal apparel. So while she was fasting, oh, praise God, she was humble before God. She didn't dress up herself, just come as she were. And stood, she came and she stood in the inner court of the king's house over against the king's house, and the king sat upon his throne, his royal throne, in the royal house, over against the gate of the house. Listen, (laughs) she is trying to attract the king. She wants to get his attention. The situation was past grave. It was past um, dire. It was past serious. This time, it was a flat line. And in order to get Mm -hmm. life back, in order to secure life, she had to put her life in danger, because the king did not send for her. Those, Despite the, um, she's a queen, she had to wait for him to send her a text and say, come on, I need you to come over tonight. Really, it's all there. Well, they wouldn't say text, but nevertheless. Verse 2 says, and I'm reading from Esther chapter 5, verse 2, and it was so. When the king saw Esther the queen standing in the court, that Listen to this. She obtained favor in his sight. Let me read that again. And when the king saw Esther, the king, rather the queen, standing in the court, that she obtained favor in his sight. And guess what? The king held out to Esther, the golden scepter. Hallelujah. That was in his hand. And so Esther, that was the the, the, the cue to say, you can come close now. So Esther drew near and touched the top of the scepter. We want God's attention this morning. We want God's attention, whether it's in our own personal life or in our cities, in our nation, if no other place. In our nation, we need God's attention, but we must first obtain His favor. We have to humble ourselves. I don't care how many places you've been to. I don't care how many thousands of people you have in your church. Let me say here this morning, if you don't humble yourself, you'll never Mm -hmm. get God's favor. Mm -hmm. There are three things. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. I've I've shared of others. Three things we should pray for every day humility towards mm-hmm. God, submissiveness to Him, mm-hmm. and obedience to His Word. She obeyed the Word. She wasn't supposed to go mm-hmm. just like that. But she went to God. She said, God, I need favor. You know who else went for favor? Nehemiah. Read the book of Nehemiah, especially chapter 1. He went before God and said, God, I need your favor. We can only approach God when he knows us. And further from that, even though he knows us, we need to humble ourselves. She had every right to go to the king, but she had no right to go to him. Because there are laws she had to obey. Even though she was the king. You notice how what's around here. Even the very laws, their own constitution. They could step on it and spit on it if they want. And don't obey it. Let me say here. When you serve this risen Savior, who is in the world today, when you do that which is right and humble yourself, you will obtain favor from God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, praise God, praise God. You know, in in the midst of it all, Haman had had built, he hated Mordecai so much that he built a gallows. Mm -hmm. And this gallows, he set it so high. I believe it was ten cubits or something high. He decided this man refused to to, um, to to bow to me, and he ought to bow to me. And it wasn't a matter of bowing from your waist. I think you ought to prostrate before this man. He was so proud. You no, know? when that night when the king could not sleep and he spoke to Ahiman and said, "Okay, do this for for um, for, for Mordecai." Mordecai was so he was shocked. He couldn't believe it. Because he had to parade his enemy, his nemesis, in the streets. And said, this is what the king will do for the man who pleases him. He went home and told his wife, Jirish. This is what happened to me today. He was so ashamed. She said, well, listen. And I want you people to listen this morning. Whenever time you listen to this program. The Bible says, touch not the Lord's anointed. Do my prophets no harm. God, he said, you're the apple of his eye. And do you think God's going to let you stick, stick a finger in his eye and you're going to get away with it? No. When he told Jerish what happened, how he paraded Mordecai around the streets and people are bowing to Mordecai. Zeresh said she was a wise woman. She said, you know what? If Mordecai is indeed of the seed of the Jews and this happened today, you will never be able to overcome him. But he did not take those warnings. He built his gallows 10 feet high or whatever measurement it is. And I just thank the Lord for the way how Esther went around this thing. When the king invited her in she never spoke to him immediately. I think it was about three days before she decided she's now going to tell the king why she came to him out of order in a sense because they were not supposed to go to the king. Then she told him, this Mordecai wants to wipe us out. The king said, what? Mordecai? Mm-hmm. In other words, I don't even think the king even gave him time, time to say anything, to even defend himself. You know, look at verse 3. Then said the king unto Esther, well, unto her, What wilt thou, Queen Esther? I love that. And what is thy request? It shall be even given thee to the half of the kingdom. Many women have blurted out right away. She wants half of the kingdom. I said, cool, chill, chill, chill. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Verse 4, she said, if it seemed good unto the king, let the king and Haman. Now listen, she knew that this was the enemy. Saints of God, what does the word of God tell us in Psalm 23? God will spread a table in the presence of our enemies. Oh, hallelujah. Esther answered, If it seem good unto the king, let the king and Haman come this day unto the banquet that they have prepared for him. And then the king said, Cause Haman to make haste, that he may do as Esther have said. No, hold on, big people. Let's pause here for a moment. Haman is a man who wanted Mordecai to bow to him. Haman is the one who obtained a letter from the king to kill all the Jews all around the territories and in the institution. But now the king is giving orders. He said, come at the queen's request. Hmm. Think about it. If we would humble ourselves before God, there's no limit to what God will do for us against those who rise up against us. If we trust in God, put our faith in Him, humble ourselves, we will obtain the favor that the richest man in this world would never have, would never know. he will never know the presence of God until you humble yourself before Him. There's an old song, Humble yourself and the Lord will draw near you. Humble yourself and His presence will cheer you. God will not walk with the proud nor the scornful Humble yourself to walk with God. Haman was a proud man. And because of his esteem, because he had such high position, everyone should bow to him. You find it everywhere. You find it in the workplace. Oh, I know the boss. You do as I say. And they kick everyone else. Kick them, because, and they step on them like worms, like cockroaches. And this is what we can see happening right now. Verse 6, And the king said unto Esther at the banquet of wine, What is thy petition? You've been coming. I think she had about two dinners or three dinners with them, before, with, Esther, with him and there, before she spoke. Poor fellow. He didn't know what the king was, the queen was about. You know what i saying? These things should make us really indeed serve God. These things should make us Trust God, no matter what we are going through, no matter who rises up against us. We should learn to trust God, and when it happens to the point where we can't, it is overflowing and really overwhelming us. Go to Him in prayer to obtain His favor to fight our battles. There are some battles, saints of God, we cannot fight for ourselves. We have to ask God to send out his armies to come and fight for us. When the message went down to, 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 to Daniel, 21 days, Michael was fighting with the, the demon down there in Persia. Until, oh, Angel was fighting until Michael came to help. If we call upon God in our time, even at this time, of uncertainty. We don't want to see a repeat of 2021, do we? No one. But how is it going to be stopped unless you go before God and say, God, we need an answer. We need a savior, We need your help, Lord. But let's continue. Verse 6, And the king said oh, the Esther, banquet of wine. What is thy petition? And it shall be granted thee. And what is thy request? Even to the half of the kingdom, it shall be performed. Can you imagine? Some people are just too worldly. They love the things of this world too much. She didn't want no half of no kingdom. That wasn't what she wanted. She had that. She could have said, oh, yes, I'll take it, but do you see the difference? She could have said, yes, I'll take the half of the kingdom, but I also wanted to do this for me. No. It didn't, listen, it didn't dazzle her, her, her eyes. You know, remember when, when the devil took Jesus on the mountain and said, see all those things, I'll give them to you if you just bow down to me. Let me say here this morning, we need to know what our aim is, what our purpose is, what our mission is. And that is what's going to help us in remaining faithful to God. Then he said in verse verse 7, Later to the changing here now. Then answered Esther and said, My petition and my request is, Oh, praise God. Don't always be in a hurry. Even when you have the enemy and you could squeeze his neck, still wait on God. Still say, God, how do I do this? What shall I do, Lord? I need your help. Don't rush it, saints. Yes, you have the enemy. You could, put, you, have the opportunity to put your foot on his neck. But still say, God, what shall I do? I need your help. I need your wisdom. How do I present this case before the King, Lord, without damning my own self? Think about it. You may want to destroy your enemy and destroy yourself at the same time. Never thought this could happen, did you? What in the first day she had said to him, "Well, Lord, uh, my king, um, such and such and such." She had such hatred in her mind. No, she first trusted God. She first obtained God's favor. You cannot do anything to bring about Satan when you're fighting. Rather, when you're fighting against satanic forces, you cannot defeat them without God's favor. Verse eight. The queen now says, if I have found favor in the sight of the king, and if it please the king to grant my petition and to perform my request, let the king and Haman come to the banquet that I shall prepare for them, and I will do tomorrow as the king has said. She's still not in a hurry. Too many of us are in a hurry to step on the enemy's neck. Oh, you know how long he's been doing this to me? Mm. and you fire that bullet. But Esther, wasn't, she was in no hurry. She was not in any hurry because she was being ordained and guided by God. And when you're in the hands of God, don't run ahead of God. Oh, hallelujah. Don't run ahead of God. Yes, the enemy is there. You have it in handcuffs, but you better wait on God. Yes, you can say, well, it's my turn. Now I'm going to step on his neck. No, you wait on God. So she had the final banquet. And again, she called Haman. But nevertheless, Haman would not stop. Look at verse 10. Nevertheless, Haman refrained himself. And when he came home, he sent and called for his friends and his wife. But then here he's starting now to really brag. He said, verse 12, Esther the queen did let no man come into the king unto the banquet that she had prepared but myself. Pride. Pride. But verse 14, then said Zerish his wife and all his friends unto him, let a gallows be made so fifty cubits high And tomorrow speak thou unto the king, and Mordecai, that Mordecai may be hanged thereon. I want to give a word of warning. Because you're in power, you're the boss, you're the supervisor, you're the manager, or whoever you are, be careful how you handle people and how you brag Because you have the power, let a gallows be set, set up, for fifty cubits high. And it was during that time when the king could not sleep. But you know, read verse seven; it will give you a whole lot more. And as we continue in seven. After that, verse 13, Haman told his wife and all his friends everything that had befallen him. You know what had befallen him? When he had to parade Mordecai in the street to show the people what God or rather the king would have done for those who pleased the king. You know, I kept going back over this for a reason. Because there are too many people today who are in power. And they believe that they, because they're in power, they can do as they like with other people. Those who are under them, their subordinates or their citizens, they can do as they like. But always remember, they are, if it's only a few, they're praying. Oh, hallelujah. There are people who are praying. Their people who are seeking God. It was only Esther and her, her maidens and, and, and those Jews that um, Mordecai told. They were praying. And God heard the prayer. You do not know while you are engaging yourself in your power. You do not know what the people of God are doing. They're praying. They're calling on God. They're calling on the God of God, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. The one who has never lost the battle. And I want to say, my brothers and sisters out there, you may have been waiting a long time to see changes. You've been calling on God. You've been fasting. You've been praying. You've been looking. It hasn't happened yet. He doesn't say it won't happen. But remember Esther, she was patient, and we have to be patient. We have to be patient. You know why? Because God, Don't all, let's always remember that God, seven days, took to build the earth. We are always in a hurry. I want you to see where Esther now is going to tell the king in chapter 7 chapter 7 here, now she's going to tell him exactly what's wrong. Verse 3, then Esther the queen answered and said, If I have found favor, here's a word, favor again, in thy sight, O king, and if it please the king, let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request. Now, this is new to the king now. Because I believe when he signed the letter, he just put his signature, he probably never read what the letter said. Then verse 4, she said, we are sold, I and my people, to be destroyed, to be slain, and to perish. But if we had been sold for bondmen and bondwomen, I had held my tongue, although the enemy could not countervail the king's damage. The king was wroth. Verse 5, said unto Esther the queen, who is he? And where is he that durst pursue presume in his heart you know what the king is saying so so presumptuous to do this thing verse 6 Esther said that the the adversary and enemy is this wicked Haman Haman thou art the man (laughs) and believe me maybe you're listening at some point in time or someone told you about this message if you're a Haman watch out God is coming for you you will not remain a Haman forever Then I'm going to close off here and say, Haman, when you hear the name Haman, think of hatred. Hatred is a powerful, they said it's a strong emotion. But no, it is a deadly emotion. Hatred is deadly. Let me repeat it. Hatred is a deadly emotion. It is the outcome of unforgiveness, an unforgiving spirit it all It is also the outcome of pride. it has a lot of derivatives hatred it's envy. you name it all of those vicious emotional behaviors you're going to find them with hatred. Hatred is a lethal weapon against. Anyone, whether it's an enemy or just somebody you want out the way. This is what hatred does. And when you speak of Haman, you're speaking of hatred. But what I'm thankful to God for. We as a body of Christ, we don't have to hate, not even our enemies. We have one enemy to hate, and that's Satan. He works in people. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against spiritual wickedness in high places. In the seat of government, you're going to find it. In the corporation, offices of corporation, you're going to find it. When people talk about racial prejudice, no, no, no. They're talking about hatred. Hatred. And many times the one who is spewing things, they are the very vehicle and instruments of hatred. This morning, I don't know what you need from God. I don't know what your problems are. I don't know what your troubles are. But you too can obtain favor from God. But you have to get yourself in place. Esther could not go to the king, as beautiful as she was. She had to prepare herself. And the church this morning need to prepare herself. We want God to move in the affairs of men. We have to prepare ourselves. We have to humble ourselves. We have to get to the place where we say to ourselves, God, we need you. Just like he, he, um, Nehemiah. Nehemiah decided I need a favor from the king. I need to go and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. But even though I'm on good terms with the king, I have to do things according to protocol. And God says, humble yourself before me. Humble yourself. Notice I am God. I don't care how long, how long you've been saved. It doesn't matter how many thousands of people you have listened to every Sunday and how many countries you touch. Are you humble? Will you be an Esther this morning? Is there a need this morning? But will you be an Esther to humble yourself before God? Will you be a Nehemiah to humble yourself before God? Nehemiah did the same thing, fasting and prayer and tears. And Jesus himself said in Matthew 17 and 21, this kind comes not out but by fasting and fasting. And prayer. And I want to say to everyone this morning. If you obtain. If you are going to obtain anything from God. You better be ready. To prepare yourself. It's not because you have. um, Your your choker around your neck. That makes you a reverend. Not because you wear the big chain. With a heavy cross on it. Not because you call yourself an apostle. That won't get you in the presence of God. What gets you in God's presence? Humility. Submissiveness and obedience. God says do it this way. Do it. Obey him. Commit yourself to him. Humble yourself before God. He'll draw near you. Be an Esther. She was the queen. She had a right to go and see the king. But no, no, no. There was a law. She was not supposed to just appear anyway. And even though she's a queen and she was going before the king, she had to dress in her royal apparel. Oh, hallelujah. What are you wearing this morning? what are you wearing this morning? When we go before God, what do we wear? And I'm not speak of your outer court. No. What is your heart like? Are there dead men's bones in your heart? Is there hatred in your heart? Is there malice? Is there envy? When we have these things in our hearts, we need to purge them out. And that's what fasting and prayer does. We have to humble ourselves before God in order to obtain his favor. We will never get the favor of God until we humble ourselves. Daniel humbled himself with fasting and prayer. When Ezra wanted to know the right way to go, he humbled himself with fasting and prayer. So what's wrong with 21st century Christians? What's wrong with you? Why you can't fast? What's wrong with you? Why you can't pray? I've noticed in churches, when we have prayer meetings, very rarely you see the pastor turns up. Not coming. Only the people are supposed to do it. And I want you to know this morning, until we humble ourselves and get before God, nothing will happen. No change will come whether it is in your family. And on your job, you're having problems in your neighborhood, in your city, or in your country. Nothing will be done without God. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. And remember, if you need us, we're at www.frministry.org. This is Faith Restoration Ministries in Shekinah Theological College. I'm going to ask Minister DeRue to say the final prayer and um, make an altar call.
1: Praise the Lord. My plate is full this morning. Thank you uh, for allowing the Lord to use you in such a way, Pastor Stewart. Uh, Psalms 32 says, Blessed is He whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered, blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. I thank the Lord for this illustration of how we are to come before the Lord, and for the fact that we can come before the Lord. Father, we just thank you this morning that we're able to come before you. And Father, we bless your name for you are holy and there is nothing that you have not allowed or created. Father God, that that the enemy can do. I thank you for reminding us who believe that we have power over the enemy. The word says you raise a standard against him. The word says when he comes at us one way, he has to depart several ways or seven ways. So now, Lord, I pray that this word has permeated the hearts of men. Those who will hear, I pray that they will come to understand that you are God of salvation, that there is none besides you. And Father, we open we open up invitations this morning for those who have listened or those who will listen. We're asking that your word be so blessed this morning and so anointed this morning that it will cause men's hearts to be convicted unto repentance. And if you don't know the Lord as your Lord and Savior this morning, we need to get to know Him. We need to get to know Him. We need to understand that there is no other way to the King, but by, uh, but but through prayer and fasting, through through uh, humble uh, humility. The Lord gives us the formula in the Old Testament where He says, "If my people," but He's talking about those who have fallen and need to repent. But there are some that's never known the name of the Lord. They don't know him yet. So, Father, we're asking that your word will just touch their hearts this morning, especially this word, because this is such a great illustration on how we are to prepare ourselves before we can come before the king. And, Father, I just thank you this morning. I thank you this morning, Lord, that your word is forever faithful and true. I thank you this morning that men will find salvation through the blood of Christ Jesus. I thank you this morning, Lord, that those who come to realize that Jesus is still King, he's still Lord, and he is much, much, very much alive. I thank you, Lord, for those souls that you are winning today because this word has planted and watered but thank you for the increase that's coming on right now, Father God. Lord, help us to be prepared. Help us to be ready to seek your favor. Help us to do what we need to do to, to, to get your attention, Father. For Lord, it's not your will that any of us should perish, but you would have all of us come Into the knowledge of the truth through the blood of Christ Jesus. So we pray for those souls today who need to hear this word. And we thank you right now for your divine intervention and the way that you're lining up their path so that they will hear this word today and the way that it has been expressed today through the scripture. I thank you, Lord, and I ask you to restore Pastor Stewart. Give her a fresh anointing that she can come back and do this again, Lord. But it's only the Holy Spirit that's speaking through her, that's drawing men to your bosoms right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And we give invitation right now to those of you who don't know Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you need to call into Faith Restoration Ministry for more guidance, do that. But trust me, there is a way unto the Lord. Through humility, through prayer, through thanksgiving, through seeking the face of God, and turning away from your sin, the Lord said, "When we do these things, then will He hear from us, and He will forgive us of our sin and heal our land." And uh, we are in a situation right now that's very, uh, very much compared to this this word, this account that was just given in the word. When I say we, I mean the nation around the world, but especially uh, this nation, America, because everybody follows us. So, Father, we're asking you right now to touch this nation, touch the people. And, Lord, help the saints to do what they need to do, like Esther, to stand in the gap, that your people might be safe. It's in the name of Christ Jesus, I pray these things. Amen.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Minister Do We want to thank the Lord. You know, you talk about everyone follows this nation. It is true. You know, and um, if we don't set the good example, then surely indeed, if they, as I, let me repeat, if we don't set the right example, and other people end up in, in, in jeopardy, the nation is going to pay for it. Yes. We'll pay for it, and uh, maybe it's a warning. I'm so glad you mentioned that there this morning. It's a warning to this nation. The whole world is watching you, and if you don't do what is right, surely indeed you're going to pay. If not here, you're going to pay in the judgment. And even and we're talking about people, individuals, and God will not be mocked. I want to let me repeat this. God will not be mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. And um, you can find this here in Galatians chapter chapter 6. And I'm going to read it for you because, and then we're definitely going to close. Verse 7 says, Be not deceived. And I'm saying this to all the people in government this morning. God is not mocked. And not only here, around the globe, in your home, your family, your organizations, your company, the medical field, everywhere, the educational field, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. For he that sows to his flesh shall have the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the spirit, shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Pay attention to those two verses. Galatians 6, 7, and 8. Whatever you do, make sure it is according to God's will. Esther could, could have bounced away and said, "But well, I'm the queen. You had better see me. That's a very bombastic women about the place, you know. They have like Amazon women. They're powerful, you know, and he's going to see me or else. No, she humbled herself. And I want to say to everyone, whatever seat of government you are this morning, humble yourself because if you're in the Supreme Court, there's a higher court than you. If you're a king, there's a higher king than you. If you're a lord, there's a higher lord than you. If you have power, all power, as Jesus said, all power is given unto me. He's the only one. So I thank you all this morning for paying attention. Thank you, Sister Melissa, for being here this morning. So good to see you. And for everyone else, those who have been listening to the program, this is Faith Restoration Ministries and Shekinah Theological College. Remember, we have a new program that's coming up this month here, and if you so desire want to know more about it, go to www.frministry.org, and you can go to um, Certificates and click on Introduction to Ministry. Introduction to ministry. You don't want to be a minister, but you want to know something about ministry. You want to know to answer someone who asks you about your your Christianity. Why do you follow Jesus Christ? And someone may come to you and say, all road leads to heaven. No, not true, not true. All road doesn't lead to God either. All religion then. All religion doesn't lead to, to, to God. There's just one way, and the way is Jesus Christ. So I want to thank you. You can call us also at 678-964-4096 or 770-347-8320. May you have a wonderful week. May you stay safe. (laughs) Stay safe. And God bless you until we meet again.